Yeah. We're down to the wire. It's Monday night. It's mm-hmm. 8pm. And the podcast always, without fail, goes up on midnight on Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, so Tuesday morning. That is... Very early. You is, always do that without fail. That's definitely true. <laughs> and we're really under the pump right now. Yep. Oh, yes. Uh, the, you know, our backs are to the wall, etc. So, um, I thought that we could just turn the microphone on. Yep. And just let the magic spill out of our mouths like puke into the porcelain <laughs> bowl that is this podcast. That is a great metaphor for our podcast. you lovely people in internet land and welcome to episode 27 of game life balance australia i am your charming host robert bailey and i'm joined as always by renowned climate change skeptic andrew ac yoshimura andrew the people want to know more about your controversial dare i say dangerous views look all i'm saying is that this this climate it's completely false okay Mm -hmm. you know how i know it's all a lie Right. Because, like, right at the top of the world, yeah. the so-called Northern Hemisphere, yeah. as those those tragically educated people call it, yes. it's winter there. That's right. And, and like, it's summer mm-hmm. down here. You're in blowing my mind. The Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> okay. And everyone knows that heat rises. Yes. And that's obviously a lie, because it's summer in the South. Yes. So, the climate... Not yeah. just climate change, climate as a whole is yeah. false. So you don't doesn't be- even exist. You don't believe in the concept of climate. No, there's no climate. <laughs> it's just random pockets of, of of heat and cold throughout the world. Right. Sometimes hemispherically. <laughs> well, that's that's <laughs> you know what that's made me feel a lot better, uh, especially because I have a big tire fire going in my backyard right now <laughs> that I was feeling a tad guilty about, but now I know that it's fine. Breathe in the fumes too, because the, yeah. because rubber fumes, burning rubber fumes, are very good for you. I will, thank you, doctor. You you, you get you get a good lot of vitamin R. <laughs> I've never even heard of vitamin R, so I definitely must need some. <laughs> I must be terribly deficient <laughs> in that particular nutrient. Vitamin R, patent pending. That's <laughs> just I'm just gonna go to like some stupid wanky hipster farmers market sure. and sell ground up old tires. <laughs> Call it vitamin R and make a killing. Or uh, kill people. Either way, it's all good. Those stupid hippies will lap it up. They will. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> stupid hippies. Unlike us, who know the climate isn't real. <laughs> You'd, you probably didn't think I was going to go there with that one, did you? I don't know what you were going to do. You never know what I'm going to do. and I don't know what I'm going to do either, because you never... Like, of course you don't tell me, because mm. I just say the first thing that comes into my head. Sure. But, like, not just a climate change skeptic, but just climate skeptic <laughs> as a whole. <laughs> I doubt the concept of climate, you know... <laughs> Like I when, mean, that's about as sensible as denying climate change, really, so when you su- think about it. I suppose so. But on the off chance that they're right. No, no that's not right. No, no they're different. No. <laughs> <laughs> off to a cracking start. Yeah. 20, we had to actually look. So it is, it is Monday night. Yes. We uh, actually had some time to record the podcast over the weekend. Yes. But we did not. We chose not to. And yes. I'm proud chose. of that choice. <laughs> Now it's Monday night. We have to record it. Yeah. Basically the last minute. Yeah. And uh, it's it's very odd. I don't think I've ever recorded on a night where I can't get steaming friggin' drunk. 
because I have to go to work the next day. Yeah, it'll be interesting because you're only mildly inebriated, <laughs> which will make things different. But I mean, you know, I'm sure we'll be fine. I'm sure we'll we'll soldier on. It, it's not it's not the whole hung, being hungover at work thing. Uh, no. I don't usually drink on on school nights because I used to be a teacher. No, that's true. I mean, I, I don't think. I don't think this podcast requires us to be drunk for it to be fun. I think it does require the audience to be drunk. (laughs) Please take two shots of tequila minimum to listen to this podcast. That's right. But I, I recommend it. I think we can be mildly entertaining when we're slightly drunk. And um, Um, we have done this podcast sober before. Mm -hmm. Look, to be honest, listeners, it's not like we drink like a lot and then record the podcast we usually no. have like a drink yeah before or during the podcast yes you can tell the ones where we definitely are drunk yeah yeah they're yeah. pretty obvious like yeah. a stream of nonsense where we just keep we just had a six pack next to us once and i think Scatman john was one of the ones that was quite <laughs> i was yeah. i think i think i was actually fairly sober through that oh no really <laughs> i'm okay. pretty sure i was oh i would take that back then oh you have no excuse for that episode I, I still think that's the greatest episode of any podcast ever um we really need to get that out there in a in a greater variety i should have like paid to promote that podcast yeah just that one though yeah just not, that one not the rest no no there's, there's nothing there's nothing worth paying for there <laughs> despite the fact that we pay for it every day and yeah. speaking of paying for it that's a seamless segue let's wait i want you to finish that segue so where are you gonna go with? i was gonna say i can't even remember what my segue was anymore my brain just went you're an idiot do you know what else you pay for is arcade games that you put money into the machine to play them there you go brilliant okay yeah and i i think it was something about uh you know hard work and effort versus shitty games no because (laughs) definitely not no 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 uh so today we are going to review and talk about yes and drag through the mud (laughs) that's right wonder boy Wonder Boy, is that is that the game you said we're, we're doing? Yes, wo- we're doing Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy. Yes. You don't mean Adventure Island, do you? You. We do not e. mention that name in this house. Yikes. Okay. Wonder Boy is the original. So Wonder Boy and Adventure Island are pretty much actually the same game, other than the uh, titular character yeah. of Wonder Boy is different and is now called Master Higgins mm-hmm. in the in the Famicom slash. NES version? Yeah, it depends on where you live. If you live in America, for example, yeah. you'll probably go, Wonder Boy, where the hell is Wonder Boy? But Adventure Island, oh, I know Adventure Island. Yeah. I had a friend that had that or something. Um, but you know, to us, in the, in the real world, I'm going to call it, over here... Um, <laughs> America doesn't really exist. No. Much like climate. I think of it like like you know, like Alice in Wonderland, really. You know. There's, there's a, lots of drugs. There's a big cat with a with a big grin and there's a and there's a guy on a mushroom who runs the country and you know... <laughs> You know, it's all fine. But, uh, but the, uh, but just, sometimes I like leaving you hanging just yeah. to see where you go no, with no, these sorry. sentences. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that though. Yep. I, I don't like when you do that. <laughs> uh, I need you to rescue me. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so. I'm a terrible co host. You may know this game as Adventure Island, but if you did, you'd be wrong. But we'll get more into that later because we're talking yeah. about Wonder Boy today, not Adventure Island. No, so Wonder Boy is a 2D platformer. Yes. Uh, originally, uh, Published by Sega for the arcades, nineteen eighty six. I right. think that's right. And look, it's a it's an interesting game. I'm not going to lie, in that it 
isn't the worst platformer in the world, no. but it is also post Mario, so there are some things that they should have got perhaps a little bit more right. Yeah, it feels like it should be like pre Mario in the way it plays, mm. but we'll we'll get into that. So you're a little caveman yeah. called Wonder Boy. I'm guessing that's his name. I don't think I've ever heard him being called anything else. I, yeah, I think his name is Wonder Boy. Mm. And basically, he jogs on the spot a lot. <laughs> he's he's his uh, idle animation and when he's standing still and his um, moving animation are basically identical. Mm. He's like little legs dancing up and down, wears a grass skirt, throws axes and occasionally, despite the fact that this is prehistoric times, mm-hmm. rides a skateboard. Yes. I'm not entirely sure whether it's set in prehistory. But the greatest thing about what? him wearing... <laughs> uh, sorry, about him riding a skateboard mm-hmm. is that he's wearing a safety helmet. He always puts his helmet on because he's safety conscious. Yes, he's safety boy. Yeah, that's right. It's the kind of kid to get beaten up at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's okay uh, because he's wearing his helmet. That's right. He'll be fine. Unless <laughs> we punch him in the head. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're this you're this kind of weird little caveman boy. And you run from left to right, uh, jumping over things and throwing your axes at enemies. It sounds pretty much like a straightforward platformer, but it does have this time mechanic. Yeah. So do you want to get into that? Because that's what makes the game a bit different to your average platformer. Yeah. So there's lots of uh, fruit that randomly pops in and out of the level. It, you know, it'll after you get on, like it's still scrolling quite well, I suppose you could say. Mm. Um, and then fruit will kind of randomly generate in spots and you need to collect the fruit mm-hmm. to get your uh, meter up the top up. Yes. And it will continually go down yes. to the red zone and then you die of hunger. Yeah. One presumes. Yeah, it's, a, it's like, almost like he has this really intense metabolism. And he, just he, needs is, to- he is running. Even when he <laughs> is not actually running, he is still running effectively on the spot, jogging, if yeah. you will. He needs that quick energy that only a, a bunch of bananas can supply. And- yeah, so, you know, there's bananas, apples, grapes, I think. Um, in later levels, just- there's things like cake and things like that as well. Yeah, right? yeah. I think I think in the, original, um, in the original arcade, there's hamburgers and stuff, which... Yeah. Seems to be a lot more unhealthy. But you have to collect this stuff. As you're going, as you're running through the level, mm. you're watching the meter drain up the top of the screen and you're like, I've got to hurry up. Because if you just dawdle, you'll die. Yeah. Um, but as you're running, you, you pick up momentum. And if you stop running, you lose that momentum. And that momentum is useful for making you clear gaps, for jumping over things. You want to keep your speed going. It's kind of a little bit like Sonic in that way. You want to keep that momentum going. Yeah, there is definitely a momentum base. And the problem yeah. is that his jump mechanics aren't great. I no. think it's fair to say. No, and the air control is terrible. Yeah, I mean, you have some semblance of air <clears throat> control, just not much. No. And he doesn't stop on a dime. He kind of stops like uh, like a, a 10-ton truck. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like, you know how in games there might be like an ice level mm. where if you like stop running, your character keeps sliding for a bit. It's it's like the whole game is ice levels. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's quite a slippery little dinky. Yes. <laughs> slippery little caveman. <laughs> Naked caveman boy. <laughs> he's wearing a grass skirt. Hey, look, you know, we, we all know what's under that skirt though, right? <laughs> little High five. dinky? That's right. <laughs> so, look. You, this He's is a little wonder boy. <laughs> so... God damn. I just knew it. I just knew that we would end up talking about Wonder Boy's dick at one stage. His meat and two veg just <laughs> just flapping away under there. It's like a baby's arm holding an apple. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> if we go on Deviant Art and search for Wonder Boy, are we gonna find uh, anything, do you think? We're definitely gonna find things that we didn't wish to see. So the basic plot is you are rescuing your girlfriend. There are bosses. The levels kind of cycle between a jungle area and There's like a cave area. The cave area and like a beach kind of more platformy area where there's water. If you fall into you die. Yeah, like an so island. It's, it's kind pretty of a... standard stuff. And yeah. the levels 
change from world to world, but they still, you know, are basically those kind of four yeah. or so tropes. There's not a lot of exploration in this game. You're basically running left to right. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing to see, like, you know, vertically. Yeah. You know, like you can't climb up the level and see more stuff, or go down the level and see stuff beneath the you know the starting sort of plane you're on. You're pretty much running left to right. It's kind of like you know, it reminds me of like an endless runner or something. There's there's not a lot of depth to the world. Is what no, I'm no, there isn't. There, um, there really isn't. There are bonus levels which yeah. you get, and you're meant to collect the dolls that are shaped like your girlfriend. I do believe. Yep, yep. And you collect. You have to collect all the dolls. I think to to beat the game. If you miss a doll, then you kind of you kind of stuff. So uh, we both had this for the Sega Master System. Yes, um, it was. It was ported to a lot of different systems, but the Master System one is the one that we're familiar mm. with. So the history behind this game is somewhat interesting, and so mm. is the timeline. Probably more so than the game itself, but why don't you tell me, just for the moment, mm-hmm. the history of the first game. Of just Wonder Boy? Just the first game. Okay, yep. so Wonder Boy uh, was published uh, by... Okay, it was developed by a group called Escape, mm-hmm. slash Westone, um, and it was published by Sega. So, uh, if you imagine, basically, uh, Escape owns the the code. Um, Sega owns like the rights to the Wonder Boy character, right? Yeah, which um, is interesting because I always thought it as a purely Sega game no. because it was on so many. I think the arcade was a Sega arcade. Yeah, yeah, and. That I find that interesting because I didn't know about this history till much later on. Yeah, but imagine basically the Sega owns the sort of like the intellectual property yeah. of Wonder Boy, but the code itself is not their property. So that, that's sort of a little detail that comes more important later. The game's released first for the arcade in April of '86 in Japan and North America '87. Uh, hmm. So a bit of a gap there. Um, the arcade version is. Uh, I think it's fair to say that the best version of the game. It is. We played it um, last night on my main machine, and yeah. I mean, we had a bit of fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's very fast moving. It's the the it's very arcadey. Yes, you you get this real sense when you're playing it on the arcade. This is this is a, an arcade game, and I guess from my memory, playing the Master System port, it felt the same. I, I had this knowledge that this is this is an arcade game. I'm not playing yeah. a game that's designed for home consoles. It's it's a port of a of a a coin suck game um so that's the basics of of, of um wonder boy it was it was ported to a whole bunch of systems um including the sg1000 so the sg1000 uh, you probably most people probably won't know what that system is that is actually sega's first home console that's right it came out a roughly the same time as the uh famicom in japan and was woefully underpowered um mm. they updated it to the um the sg Mark III, mm. which is more on the Famicom level, and in, and in fact, the basis of the Master System, yeah, yeah, as well. So that's a little bit of interesting history there for you. But the the SG one thousand is quite primitive. Mm. We've seen the gameplay of that Wonder Boy version. Yeah, um, it's amazing they got a platformer to work on that system at all. To be completely fair, yeah, but it doesn't really have the the, the power that's mm. needed to have a, to, to make a side scroller work. No, no, so, it's very clippy. Yeah, so uh, not not recommended. Um, a year later, after its release, it came out. Well, actually, less than a year later, it came out on the Master System and wow. Sega Mark III. So they were, they were probably um, already uh, kind of planning that port. I yeah, suppose. I think it was always the intention to have it come out on the on mm. the Sega's you know home consoles as well. Yeah. Um, then later ported to like some actually some interesting ones. There was a, six, a Commodore sixty four port. There was an Amstrad CPC port and a mm-hmm. ZX Spectrum port of this oh, game. Yeah, so a lot of people have probably come across this game if you were around that time. 
you may and, and you lived in the right region like let's say Europe slash Asia you so, would have you would have come across this game. Yeah, look, this um, is this is quite famous for for Sega boys back mm, in the day. Yeah, I say Sega boys, but you well, know, we are, Sega boys and girls. Yeah, sure. But we we were Sega boys, so hence the phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's interesting because a lot of those regions that you you mentioned, a mm. lot of those machines come from regions that are PAL. Yes. So uh, Europe, uh, Britain, Australia, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the home computer uh, Amstrad and the Spectrum ZX eighty one yeah are very very much um, uh, UK uh, institutions yeah that's right and <clears throat> in the uh, Americas or at least in North America it was ported to the NES and in Japan as well port is probably the wrong word yeah look yeah. I mean it's the same game but it has different sprites it was so brought over let's say yes. to the NES yes. it's kind of a port in the fact that it is the game it's yes. just different characters yes different sprites they so the, the team who owned the code mm-hmm. Escape yep yep uh, got out of the licensing issues uh, of porting like what is ostensibly a Sega game yeah Onto a, a you know a rival platform, yeah, uh, because they own the source code but not the characters by changing the characters That's and right. the sprites and everything. So you have Master Higgins who I think is still wearing a grass skirt, but now he has a hat. That's right. So basically, what they did was they gave Wonderboy black hair and a hat, and they were like, "It's a different game now," hmm. and they called it Adventure Island. And that was actually published and, by Hudson yeah. Soft. And Adventure Island is probably, I think arguably um, a more well-known game than this game you know it was a very it was it was it depends where in the world you go i think in america certainly yeah in america yeah definitely a lot of kids played adventure island growing up and would have no idea that that it's basically a uh, a clone of a of a sega game yeah um and then you know pretty much one-to-one like it plays exactly it's the same code it's literally just a different sprite yeah um and a different title screen look i've played both and there's no difference. I no. mean, you, you can't really say one's better than the other. I certainly prefer the Wonder Boy version, mm. um, just because that's what I grew up with and feel more nostalgic for, I suppose it's fair to say. Sure, yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's kind of cute. Like, especially when he's, like, jogging on the spot. And, you know, why did they give him a hat? Yeah. In the American version, I don't get that. Because Americans love hats. Yeah, I guess. It's well was, he, was he balding under there? I don't know. The original, the original Actually, Wonder Boy is not bald. I'm going to tell you something. Yep. Uh, the reason that, that Master Higgins looks like that is because they were basically doing a homage to um, uh, a um, developer um, of Hudson Soft, an okay. executive, um, Takahashi Meijin. Not familiar with that. No. Um, apparently looked a bit like Master Higgins. <laughs> so there's basically Hudson Soft like having a bit of an in-joke by making Master Higgins look like they're um, one of their like, executives. Cool. Um, so they, they, there you go. That's there you why. Go. There, there's, there's a bit of trivia for yeah. you. Um, so that's Adventure Island, and that's and that's Wonder Boy. That's the history of, of Wonder Boy. I mean, of course, what's really interesting about this series is what happens next, which is a yeah. sort of a subject for a, another podcast. We'll go through it very incredibly briefly. Yeah. But, um, basically, mm. the timeline is ten ways to messed up. Yeah. Because there were several sequels made for the Master System. Uh, Wonder Boy in uh, Wonder Boy Dragons Trap and. There's a Monster, Monster World. Monster Land, Dragon's Trap, Monster World, Dragon's Trap... No, wait, Monster Land... Oh, wait, yeah. Monster World 4 or something. And as it yeah. gets ported over to different <laughs> systems, they number them differently. They yeah. go 2, 3, then back to 1, and so it's like... Monst- it's 
mm. Wonder Boy 5 Dragon World 3 Or something like that And that's yeah. still the first Dragon World oh, But Monster it's like the World. second land yeah. And then there's another one called Monster's Lair <laughs> It's so confusing Which is actually just And it's, it's still a Wonder Boy game But it's a shooter It's like mm. a, it's a horizontal shooter Like Gradius or something Yeah That's so weird They went in a very different direction With the, with the canonical Wonder Boy sequels mm. They decided to throw out the whole concept of the game as this sort of like frantic time-based platformer they decided no screw that throw that in the bin set the bin on fire and then roll the bin down the hill because we're going to make action rpgs where you collect swords and shields and armor it was very kind of early Um, metroidvania yeah it was it's 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 basically like a yeah like a castlevania kind of a thing with like a shop with like a you know an economy where you buy things mm. from the money you get from monsters and things like that and they've remade uh, it as well there's yeah. the, the most famous the best known of these uh um, wonder boy 3 the dragon's trap um it's you know it's kind of in the public conscience now because it's it's one of the um the release oh, sorry the um it's one of the uh, what do you call it um um titles that come out when the console comes out what's that called AC uh, uh, launch game launch game thank you it's a launch game for the switch so yes this um, is uh, it is it's, it's, so it's been remade mm. and you know I think the original game is actually in there as well if you want to play it yeah um, I think there's going to be it's not just for the switch it's going to be on several platforms yeah. like ps4 and, and that, that's a really important game that I have a lot of fondness for I don't want to get too into that but what's interesting is that you have the Wonder Boy games go in this action RPG direction. Mm. And the Adventure Island games get worked on in their as their own separate weird thing. And they kind of keep the platformer They thing. keep that because there are, there's, there's Adventure Island 1, which the, we're familiar with. There's 2 and 3 as well. Yeah. Now, 2 and 3 are just basically improvements on the original one. Yeah. And, you know, they tweak things here and there. They make it better. They make it a little bit more platformy, a little bit more fun. Mm. A little bit less frantic, I think, in the third one. And by the time you get to the Super Nintendo, um, they had Super Adventure Island, mm. which really, oddly enough, is just, as far as I can tell, and I have that game, mm. like, a, like just a, a graphical upgrade of the original... Adventure Island. Yeah, it's not really any difference. <laughs> so they, 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 it's very odd. It seems like Hudson decided that there was something there in yeah. the original Wonder Boy that was good, and to just iterate on that. Yeah, like um, whereas, whereas Sega just went off in its own completely yeah. interesting, much kind of better direction. Yeah. I suppose we could probably get into that more in the subsequent podcast. Yeah, look, I think there is a game there. Uh, yeah. I think the original sequel is one of your favourite games. Yeah. So I think we'll we'll probably do that as a featured game at some point in the not right. too distant future. But AC, why don't you th- why don't you talk a bit about the game itself? How, do you like Wonder Boy? Do you enjoy what's it like playing this game? What's, what's the experience of playing Wonder Boy like? It's frustrating a little bit, yeah. uh, but more often than not, if you play it in the arcade or on a a MAME emulator or whatever. It's mm. not too bad. It's an arcade. Yeah. It's an arcade game. You, you know, you, there's, it's pretty simple. Mm. And you can really tell that there is kind of a, a bit of a frantic uh, coin-op element to it. Yeah. It's definitely trying to get your money from you, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing particularly there though. The Master System version, which is the one we're particularly familiar with, is it can it gets more difficult as it goes on but the main problem with that game is that because it recycles the same assets over and over again the game is just boring yeah after a while it just it's all the same and after you master the tricks you know you'll get like a, an occasional new enemy mm. uh, and then it might get so difficult that you turn the game off 
Mm. But that's more of out of boredom than out of frustration, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some things there that are kind of fun. Like, it, when you're on a roll... Yeah. And you're getting all the fruit and you're jumping all the enemies. And stuff, it, f- it feels good. But... but after a while, you can't help but get bored because it is literally just the same thing. Like, there's only, like, you know, maybe a dozen obstacles they put in your path. And once mm. you've jumped over those 12 obstacles, like, there's nothing more to the game, really. You know, there's, you know, jump a rock. Okay, I've done that. Jump a, fi- a flame. You jump over the flame. You've done that. Jump over a gap. Jump over an octopus. Like, you're just jumping over things. It doesn't really I, matter what they are at some I point. I do like you know? it when you get the skateboard yeah. because it kind of puts the game into hard mode. Yes. And I think you can only finish the game if you get all the dolls or something like that. There's a particular thing that you have to do in the Master System version. I want to say it's getting all the dolls, but yeah. I, I don't quote me on that. Um, Some of them are hidden in rocks and stuff like that as well because yeah. you can continue infinitely in the, um, in the Master System version. Yeah. So the game is very, very long. Yes. And not very interesting. No, you'd, you'd probably get bored and turn it off before you beat it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's the real challenge of that game is <laughs> how much can you tolerate boredom? But the uh, thing is that it was... I'm not going to say it was our Mario, but no. it was a platformer on a system when Mario was popular. So yeah. we kind of coveted that game a little bit more than perhaps we should have. And I because think. I think there's a lot of fondness for the sequels. So, I mean, I played the sequels first and then went back to Wonder Boy 1 to see, well, what you know, let's see what the game. Let's see the game that started all this, yeah, and was like kind of horrifying. Like, oh god, this isn't. This is not the, the games I like. This it's is a starting yeah. point. Nothing more. Yeah. I would not recommend you play this game, but yeah. it's interesting just to see the history of you know of where this all started. Yeah, I think, but you don't need to play it. No, I, I'd agree with that. It's it's a fairly mediocre. I mean, it's mediocre, I'm not saying bad. I'm just saying it's mediocre. Like, it's yeah. a mediocre arcade game. It, it really um, is. And I can see why they ported it so quickly. Because yeah. I think I first was aware of this game in the arcades. Mm. Um, back when we used to go roller skating. That yeah. used to be a thing back in the 80s. And, yeah, you don't get much... It was fascinating to see, you know, when I was, like, seven years old or eight years old or whatever. But mm. other than that, you know, it is it is what it is. Yeah, just a it's curious just little piece of uh, video game history. Really. Yeah. It started a lot of things, but you don't need to go back. So, Rob, what games have you been playing? Oh, gosh. Um, a lot of Hitman, actually. Yeah? I've gone back to Hitman. Um, this is the new episodic. Yes. This is a Hitman brackets 2016, closed brackets. <laughs> um, to differentiate it from the original Hitman game. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I just, I've just been playing um, the second mission. Which is a, a DLC that you have to sort of buy. You, this is a game where the, the each mission is, is sort of its own little separate piece of episodic DLC. Um, yeah, it's a good idea. But when you buy that mission, you're getting like you're basically getting a new map, and in that map they set a whole lot of different missions and a whole lot of different like side content and stuff. So uh, it's not just one story mission. Although I've been playing the story mission, um, just trying to get a few achievements and things out of it. Um, yeah, the game's got a lot of a lot of replay value and a lot of uh, it's got a lot of cool cool stuff going on. So I'm I'm definitely enjoying that. Yeah, like uh, I'm trying to get this silent assassin uh, achievement. So are you going for the completionist route here and just trying to get everything, or is there no. that one particular achievement that you're really after? No, the silent it's, it's the silent assassin achievement that is everything to me because I've been a huge fan of these games since you know basically Hitman Two was when I, when I sort of came on board. And I've played every single Hitman game since then. 
and just love them so mm. much. And the the old way of like you know pre this game, the the well I suppose the last two games before the last two Hitman games, right. every Hitman game was based on this concept of like the rating you get at the end of the mission. And the best rating that you could ever get in Hitman one, uh, Hitman Two, Blood Money, con- you know, contracts or whatever it is, those games, the the best rating you could get was Silent Assassin, which means that no one sees you, no one finds any dead bodies, you don't kill any innocent people, um, you just kill your targets and you get out, and no one's the wiser, like just the perfect the perfect hit, basically. Nice. Um, Can you do it? Have you done it? Well, they've actually made it a little bit more hard in this game than in other games because previously previously to get Silent Assassin you needed to just kill the baddies not kill anyone else uh, not set off any alert- alarms or alerts or anything um, no one finds the bodies and um, yeah you don't hurt any um, but in this game it's all of those things plus you can't get spotted and I say spotted in inverted commas because what what they count as being spotted yeah is it is a much lower bar than i initially anticipated so it, i think it so can, is it basically yeah. if they see something even remotely suspicious then you won't get that if you walk within a certain distance of people that have the potential to maybe tell that you're not who you're dressed up as that counts as spotted uh, okay so it's not even like it's not even them like noticing you and going hey you you, you shouldn't be here it's more just like the game indicates that you might get spotted. Yeah, okay. that that you might get noticed as you know that apparently is how low the bar is set. So well, it's I mean, very difficult. To you actually. are meant to be the perfect assassin, right? So yeah. it kind of makes sense in that in that way, I suppose. It, if you want to yeah. be the perfect, you know, I think the problem is, man. The so problem for me is it's not very well defined. Yeah. Like I wish the game would actually tell you. I've had to sort of piece this together from looking at internet forums and and, and message boards and things. But the game doesn't actually tell you what the criteria for, for spotted is. So I've been replaying this mission over and over and over again and never getting that never getting that not spotted. Do you bonus. get better at it every time though? Or? Yeah, look, I've worked out like I have learned a lot about level and like how to, to do it well. Like I think I've mastered a lot of the the little neat tricks and the sort of hidden things they put in each level that allow you to to beat it more cleanly, mm. you know. Um the game has this thing called opportunities, which is basically like it's they they had this they had this feature in the other Hitman games, but this game makes it more of a, a thing. So in in say Hitman Two, for example, if you played a level enough, like over and over again, and and watched closely what the AI is doing, and explored the whole level and found all the items, you would you would realize you would you would put this puzzle together with like if I go to this place at this specific time and poison this particular drink or pull this particular lever it will cause this sequence of events that is good, you know? Or that, like, kills the guy in a unique and clean, like, way. Make it look like an accident or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And you have to piece that together yourself. With this game, the opportunity system is basically a way of showing you those elements in the level in a more obvious way. Basically, it gives you, like, waypoints. So if you overhear someone talking, you know, saying like, "Oh, I've got to go. Oh, it's my first day on the job as a as a waiter in this house." If you hear that, the game goes, "Opportunity spotted. Would you like to track this opportunity?" And then you hit a button, and then it basically gives you waypoints, like go get the waiter's outfit, go okay. get the so key card. It kind of gives you. It just gives you the insight yeah. to like to follow that that sort of that chain of options and items and things. 
So it's not... I mean, a lot of people have complained about the opportunity system because they go, oh, it makes the game too easy and stuff. Can you turn it off? You can. I think you can. I think you can turn off hints and things. But to me, I actually think that it's good because it just reduces the amount of time taken to learn those things like naturally like you would in previous games. So I'm not that opposed to it. And yes, it makes the game a bit easier, but I'm time poor and I, I would want to scour the level to the point where I find these things myself anyway. But... This just speeds up the whole process a little bit. So, um, and you, you know, it still takes skill to execute these things well. To like to to follow the sequence of events. Like there'll be some times where it's like, go get uh, an outfit, right? You're like disguise yourself as a butler or something. It doesn't actually sort of give you a waypoint to like wait here, wait till the guy comes, now kill him, now get his clothes. It just says get one, and then you have to figure out how to. Okay. So it's still leaving it up to you to like yeah. solve these problems. It just it just breaks the bigger problem down into these little steps you know that's kind of useful so, if you are time poor yeah. like i'm i'm terrible at those games because mm. i i do this thing which i call panic every time i think someone spotted me <laughs> and then everyone's dead i just murder everyone yeah i, I have you can do the guns are blazing stuff i know yeah. that's not how you're meant to do it but i just there's something in me that just kind of wants to break the game in that way mm. that kind of wants to say i'm just gonna kill everyone and i'm assuming <laughs> at one point i'll kill my target I will say, like, the game does give you that option. You can you can just gun people down. Yeah. Um, the thing with this game is that your your character is a bit easier to kill than the previous games. Like, even in even in Hitman Two, you would go down pretty quickly. Like, if someone like emptied a assault rifle into you, you'd die. Yeah. Or you get hit by a shotgun, you would just die. But in this game, you go you go down noticeably quicker. So getting into gunfights, open like gunfights, is not a good idea because there's no cover system in the game. It's not it's not a shooter. Okay. You yeah. can't like hide behind cover, pop out and shoot. Like, you know, it becomes this run and gun thing and you're not really equipped for that kind of combat. So you can do it. It would actually would actually I think make the game harder. Yeah. To try and just walk in the front door of the mansion and just gun Guns everyone. Guns blazing, down. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be a real challenge actually. Um, it's not the way. I mean, every yeah. time I did that in the old Hitman games, I died pretty quickly. Yeah, but yeah. I just, I just like the idea that I'm, I'm like meant to be the best assassin on earth, <laughs> and I'm just so yeah. bad at it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying that. I think I'll get. I think I'll pick up episode three, and I mean, there's there's six. I think in the first season, I'm only up to number two. So I've got a lo- yeah. I've got a long way to go. But I am enjoying that a lot. So that, that that's been fun. That's mainly what I've been playing. Um, so have you have you got all the DLC, like all the episodes? No, I haven't or bought just, them. No, no, I've just, just like a couple. I've just bought, like I said, I bought the starter pack, which is basically episode one yep. plus the training stuff. Yep, yep. And then I bought episode two. So like I really cool. haven't invested that much money into this game yet. They're at ten doc- ten bucks US per. So not too bad. Level. Do you um, think you'll you'll go back for more? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I'll, I'll pick up episode three. Uh, I think at some point soon and, and play through that I'm very frustrated that I can't get Silent Assassin on this level it, it's driving me a bit nuts yeah. but I, I think I just need to know for sure what the criteria is so you might s- actually need to look it up online or something yeah but I did I did try that and all the, and all you really get is this sort of like Steam forum speculation and stuff I need to dig a bit deeper to make sure that I really understand what I need to do to not get spotted yeah fair um, because I think that's the problem it's not it's not that I'm playing the game poorly or anything I think I'm doing a really good job it's just I don't know what I'm doing wrong that yeah, sounds and that's the like fault. the hardest way to play that that's, particular yeah yeah I mean it's it's fun mode. it's fun though because that's what I've always done in all the Hitman games mm. I've always gone for that silent assassin approach you don't have to the game definitely doesn't force you to yeah but you get rewarded for it with like you know a five star rating or whatever you call it so that I just I like that feeling of being like a ghost and just coming in and like killing and no one knows that no one even notices that you've done it like 
that's kind of a cool thing and that's kind of the the persona that i've that my agent 47 inhabits is that sort of very skillful very like very stealthy style um so i want to play it that way um but i'll also go back and replay the levels and try different try different ways of killing there there is like for example there's an object uh, uh sorry there's an achievement for killing both the targets in in level two with a sniper rifle but then also getting n- not no alerts no did it so like you know to, to the extent that you can mm. shooting them both with a sniper rifle and then leaving the level obviously that will raise a lot more attention than you know doing something more sneaky yeah but there's still this like achievement for like do it this way or then try th- and there's other achievements for like try killing them with this method and stuff so Again, it's that replay value of yeah. like, well, I've played, I've completed this level one way, and these way. maps are pretty big as well. They're so, very you know, large. You yeah. can, you know, even though you're only buying a map, there is so much stuff to do in so many places you can go that it's not necessarily mm. locked down to like go through this corridor, pick up this, you know, yeah. get into kitchen, steal uniform. You know, yeah. there's lots of different, many different ways you can kind of do that. Absolutely, the game has been designed from the ground up to accommodate a lot of DLC and a lot of side missions and bonus content and stuff so the levels are, are, are large you know to accommodate nice, that yeah. so um, yeah that's that's really all I've been doing gaming wise you've you been playing some uh, yeah some look stuff? I've been gaming quite a bit uh, my uh, my wife and uh, daughter are still over in Japan they're back this Sunday mm-hmm. so by the time this goes live uh, I think it'll only be like five days so yeah. I'm, I'm taking a week off after they get back to spend some time with them, which will be really good for me, I think. Because um, I haven't been that healthy. I mean, I haven't been, like, really... Uh, well, I have been pretty unhealthy. <laughs> but, like, you know, I've been kind of batching it up a bit. And I haven't been doing a lot of my own cooking. It's like, uh, I could cook dinner. I could just eat a piece of fruit for dinner. And sometimes I do that. And mm. sometimes if I want something more, it's like, eh, I don't want to eat the same thing three days in a row. Because, you know, the portions that you buy from the supermarket are always bigger than you need. Yes. Uh, so, you know, I've been kind of, you know... Either not eating or eating out or, you know, all the kind of unhealthy stuff that comes with you being living by yourself. Yeah. And being a man. Yeah. Yeah. And being terrible at adulting. (laughs) Um, Adultery? (laughs) Adultery. Sorry. Uh, And so it's kind of, you know, I'm really looking forward to having them back. I think it's actually going to be quite strange for me to have a baby in the house again. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it's like, I have all this free time now and I'm not using it very well. And the baby will be back and I'm like, oh, I wish I just had some free time to play a game or something but it's that never miss the water thing right like yeah, you yeah. when you when you have them you, you you sort of grumble like oh they're you know yeah my wife and my baby are making my life hard or something and then when they're not there you like mope around and mm. stuff so you know basically what i'm saying is that human beings are never satisfied and we're always That's basically us <laughs> the human condition is basically mm. one of like just you know constant dissatisfaction with what's going on around yeah um but i'm sure it's going to be really good uh to have them Mm -hmm. back as far as gaming goes um i received the first of two c-mail packages i mailed myself oh very good the one from guma um so it had uh, it had lots of games in there Mm -hmm. uh and it had some other stuff i had some i got some sailor moon wine glasses for me and my wife (laughs) sure because because of course yeah because they're like she loves she likes sailor moon and um and so there's, there's like a pair glass, a tuxedo mask and um, and Sailor Moon. So hmm. I, was going, I kind of like when I saw it, I kind of laughed and like um, messaged my wife and said, oh, look at this stupid thing. She would buy it. 
God damn it. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, uh, and, you know, there were. I, I got all my Persona 4 stuff here, mm. uh, some of which I'm going to probably sell, mm. and some of which I'm going to keep, uh, you know, because yeah. I probably don't need all of that Persona 4 merch. Yeah, you showed me your bag of Persona 4 swag earlier. Mm. And, uh, it's pretty cool. Some of it's pretty cool, you yeah. know? It's like there's a lot of. This, Japan is kind of like the home of, of, of Tat, you know? Yeah, like, it uh, really is. A, a lot of it's kind of useless, but, yeah. you know, collectors might really like it. Yeah. Uh, but as far as games go, I have been uh, basically testing but not playing a lot of the games that I uh, I, I mailed myself. Mm. So there are a lot of PS1 games. Um, nothing that really stood out. Like there's a Lupin the Third Castle of Cagliostro game cool. that um, I kind of... I think it's just a visual novel. Okay. Slash kind of RPG elements and stuff, right. but I'd really have to get into it a bit deeper. Yeah, okay. But it, I don't know. It's probably not great, but I still want to explore it a bit more anyway. Sure. I mean, it is. After all, it is Castle of Cagliostro. So yeah, it's it's a great it's a you know, great Ghibli movie. If it's just reliving mo- your favorite scenes from that movie, then that's probably fine. Yeah, it's that's... probably not. It cut. It's like three discs though. So wow. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 pretty in depth. I think no matter what kind of gameplay they they choose to do, it's just a lot that. of FMV or something maybe. Could be, yeah. could you know? It's a PS One game, so it's yeah. possible. Yeah, they loved FMV back then. Oh yes, they loved it. Um, uh, the dirty oh. bastards. <laughs> I got Parappa the Rapper as well. Yeah, which I wanted to kind of give more of a go now that I'm a bit older. Sure. And it comes with the map of Parappa the Rapper Town and everything like that. Is that the name cool. of the town, Parappa? Yeah, the that's what it says on the map. <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> I kind of like the look of that map. I want to put it up somewhere. Mm. Uh, I got a whole bunch of Saturn games. Um, the Saturn games were a bit better. I had X-Men versus Street Fighter. Uh, Street Fighter Zero, which I was a little disappointed in. I was mm. playing that one for a while and it's very slow. Yeah. Even when I turned it up to like uh, full turbo speed. So I don't know whether that's just the Saturn version or if the original arcade was like that. Because I don't think I played Zero in the arcade much. But apparently Zero 3 is the best version of that. Okay. Um, so yeah, the Saturn games were a bit more fun. I think it's fair to say I spent a bit more time on them. Mm. I had two Dreamcast games, which were um, Power Stone, great okay. game, mm-hmm. and Space Channel Five, which I'd heard lots of things about. I'd seen people play it. I put it in there to play, and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> it's kind of a rhythmy kind of game, and I just I was failing right out of the box. So I just went, "Ah, stuff that, put it back on the shelf." Mm. I'll, I'll get into it a bit more. I think I think um, my wife Maria is probably going to be a little bit more interested in that one than I am. Do you like rhythm games? Are you a fan? Yeah, sometimes I am. You know, um, I I kind of like rhythm games. In the arcades, but not not like Dance Dance Revolution, like the ones where you yeah. tap the screen and tap the buttons and everything. Yeah, more tactile with your hands because I can't dance because of my terrible terrible knees. Yeah, yeah, that would be a problem for you, definitely. Uh, there were a few Super Famicom games as well. I, I got another copy of Tetris Battle Gaiden. Oh, very good. You never uh, have enough. No, I mean it's it's kind of rare because of what Giant Bomb did. They kind of broadcast the fact that it's a great game that was only released in Japan, and then a whole bunch of people went out there and tried to buy it. Yes, it's a story of the I've heard a few times. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it's not rare over there. Mm. Uh, so I picked up a, a copy. I gave one to a friend of the show as well uh, in Denmark, Matt, who will hopefully be listening. 
And I kept another one for myself. The old one was kind of ratty. It was mm. very, very ratty. So I think I might try and sell that one on if anyone's interested. Right. You know, the, the thing with these is that if you just sell... A, if people know what it is, they'll probably buy it. But mm. if they have no idea what it is, they'll go, why is that guy selling some, like, import Tetris game for, like, that amount of money? That's, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Not that I'd sell it for a huge amount, but, you know. Those who know will, will treasure it. Yeah. But for the rest, they'll be like, what? This is weird. It is, it is probably the best kind of uh, Tetris game, I think. Well, two-player Tetris. Like, that sort of, that sort of battle Tetris. Thing. Yeah, the battle Tetris where you can really mess over your friends. Yeah, it's all about dropping blocks on the other person's screen. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. Well, it's yeah. a great game. Um, and I have a big... I think it's fair to say it's like a brick <laughs> of Famicom games. Cool. Like an extra 20 or something like that. So, I've got over 100 Famicom games now, mm-hmm. which is still only like... 10% of the library yeah it's, yeah. it's like there's over a thousand Famicom games yeah. officially most of them are horse racing games yes a lot of them are <laughs> Mahjong games they're not yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a weird system sometimes yeah. there's a lot of shovelware in the early days mm. um, I haven't tested those games yet because it's something because I'm kind of a Famicom collector I'm kind of wanting to savour it a little bit if you know what I mean yeah yeah so it's just kind of sitting there and I got a boxed Gradius um, as well which is in very good condition so I'm kind of I keep walking past and going oh I kind of want to do it but if I start doing it at night then I'll probably keep going until the morning and yeah kind of a, a dangerous thing and you'll only you know you'll only experience that magic once of putting in an unknown cartridge and, and seeing exactly. what happens I mean after that the the, the, the magic is gone like the uh, the moment of anticipation has passed uh, so you gotta you got to savour that, I guess. Because, you kind of uh, do. I yeah. mean, I could cut the pile in half and do half now, half later, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> After you get going, it's kind of a bit hard. And, you know, if, if there are games that I want to play a little bit more, I kind of put those off to the side and, um, yeah. and, and, and play a bit more thoroughly. Uh, other than that, though, uh, I have been playing... So I have actually been getting some, some good gaming in. Okay. I have the Taito Collection 2 Ooh. for PC. And... That game is uh, it's, well, it's a series of Taito games. Has some really good stuff on it. And some of it's the more obscure kind of pre-bubble bubble like Chack and Pop okay. kind of games. <laughs> and I'm having a lot of fun going through that. And there's one game that I found that I think never really got much of a, a home release other than on like these compilations. Okay. Called Elevator Action Returns. Huh, okay. I've heard of I've heard of Elevator Action. Yeah, so Elevator Action is a classic kind of game where you it's kind of a stealth mechanic game. Yeah. Where you need to you, you can you need to like kill people and ride the elevator down and get information, I think, and you can hide indoors in some doors and then shoot people. And it's actually quite slow moving, and I never had much interest in the game. Mm. Elevator Action Returns, though, is an arcade game that's kind of like a platformer shooter sort of thing okay and it, it goes so f- far above and beyond the original elevator action is it more of a like this is a trite joke but it's a, is it more actiony now? it is a hell of a lot more actiony yeah because you still need to get codes and duck and you can still duck into doors and stuff like that that's what the first level is yeah but then there's a, it's kind of like a it's not a run and gun because you don't move that fast but there is a lot of shooting okay there's, it's, so it's kind of a run and gun uh, and then you can still duck in doors and then it's it gets quite platformy and I just had a lot of fun going this is like one of those weird Taito things 
that probably deserves a bit more love than it originally got. Yeah, Taito were great. They made some... You know what game I like? Chase HQ. That was a good game. That's a good game. Yeah. I wonder if that holds up. Probably not. Probably not. I think... Uh, <laughs> I have I have Chase HQ for the Master System, so we could totally check that out. Those old driving games, though, with that sort of, like, Mode 7-y kind of, like, you know, like, false 3D, mm. they, they don't necessarily hold up very well. At the time, it was impressive, though. You know, you felt like you were driving down a road. I mean, yeah, because um, we were kids and you couldn't drive a car, so driving you know, like driving a high-speed car in one of these games was the next best thing. Yeah, yeah, and then let alone ramming someone off the road. And, yeah. You know, they're baddies, so apparently it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy that. And a lot of good Taito games out there. So. Yeah, especially, like, this, this disc also had Bubble Symphony on it as well, which is... Um, which is, yeah, a game that I got for the Sega Saturn. I got the original version. Does it have Puzzle Bubble? Uh, it might have one variation of it, I mm. think. Puzzle Bubble uh, was good, too, in its own weird way. I mean, it's very different, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's a puzzle game. I didn't mind Puzzle Bubble. My major problem with it is that it was Bub and Bob, yeah. my favourite, uh, you know, cute little dragons. Yes, everyone's favourite But it wasn't Bubble, bubble Bubble. Dragons. It wasn't like a Bubble Bubble sequel. It was, no. like, it was like so close, but not quite there. Yeah, it was just annoying because you're like make a proper bubble bubble game yeah, that, so yeah. uh, for our uh, American listeners uh, I think they called it Buster Move over there uh, yes, for Buster whatever Move. stupid reason <laughs> yes but when we talk about puzzle bobble we're talking about Buster Move yeah um, so there you go Adventure Island Wonder Boy Buster Move Puzzle Bubble Pub- Puzzle Bubble sounds like such a better name like- Puzzle because Bubble Bubble Yeah Puzzle Bubble Exactly It it's, works It's gold Buster Move What the hell is that You know So that's basically all that I've been doing in my life recently Sure Alright Well that's good <laughs> <laughs> You know I, 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 I did have an idea for a quiz Yep That I wanted to do Yep what I didn't have was time to actually put that quiz together. Yeah, we've we've actually both been pretty busy, but just with yeah. nothing in particular recently. It's kind yeah. of one of those funny things where we're kind of running around a lot. And yes, it's been just, it's been a it's been a time with not 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 a lot of uh, of free time for um for this sort of thing. We managed to squeeze it in on a Monday night. Yeah, um, I do have a good idea for a quiz. I just need time to to work on it and develop it. So maybe next next fortnight, AC, we'll uh, we'll try and uh, tease your brain or. Trick, trick I, you know, we, we could try something now. Oh, no. It's not going to be some sort of, like, theatre sport thing, is it? <laughs> theatre sports? You and I both did theatre sports at yeah. university. And we were yeah. quite good at it. Yes. Well, like, we, we were always the ones who were chosen to get up and actually perform. <laughs> uh, did, you have a, did you have an idea in mind? Look, my idea for a quiz, and we don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, we can cut this whole bit out, actually. It was just, like, me mm-hmm. making up a quiz on the spot. Like, random-ass video game questions but i'm not sure my brain's up to it i don't know i think i think i don't want to set out to do something that i'll have to edit out (laughs) that's fair enough okay maybe we'll skip it this time yeah look we'll we'll hold that thought yeah um but until next time where you can enjoy all this fun plus a great quiz that will definitely have a lot of thought put into it and stuff (laughs) uh until then um i've been rob and this fellow to my left has been AC. Do you want me to read the copy? I can read and the copy. Yes, why don't, why don't you read the copy uh, in whatever accent you choose? <laughs> okay. Just <clears throat> what, see what comes to you. See what comes to me. Okay. All right. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Game Life Balance Australia podcast. Uh, it's one of those podcasts that's up on the internet kind of thing. I think you're, uh, you know, your, your son or your daughter may have heard of it, eh? Yeah, I don't know about that internet. Yeah, listen, mate, I've heard of that eBay. It sounds pretty dodgy to me. <laughs> now, look, you're going to find us on the internets at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com, 
Fucking oath, mate. It's a great website, that. You should totally visit it. You know what's great about that website? Yep. It's got the word Australia in it. Yeah. Fucking oath, mate. Brings a bloody tear to me eye. I salute the flag. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just makes a shiver go down my spine. <laughs> Just that word Australia. And everything it means. Like colonialism. <laughs> and genocide. <laughs> and pretty good standard of living, I guess. <laughs> I guess. So you can you can go there and you can catch our uh, video content. Now here's the thing: there is actually uh, some new videos up. I did an unboxing video. Yeah, you've been a busy little beaver, haven't you? Yeah, I've done some a few videos this time. When the next box comes, I'll probably do another another video of that unboxing yeah. as well. So do check out our YouTube channel. AC does a good job of keeping that thing ticking over. So uh... yeah, yeah, the, it's it's not regularly updated, but I I want to keep it active to a certain point. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got a couple of interesting ideas for the future. And, you know, we do very esoteric stuff there. Like, it's, it's yeah vaguely related to games. Sometimes not related <laughs> to games at all. Sure. But, I mean, yeah, but you can see our faces, or at least see your face. Yeah. Not mine. Um, not mine ever. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to dress up you could just as you and wear your face. <laughs> not my real face. Well, I, I mean... Hopefully. <laughs> You ever seen that John Travolta movie, the really scary one? Oh, about oh. the swapping of the faces. Yeah, Broken Arrow. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> Broken Arrow. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that movie in years. Well, now you have. Yeah, you're welcome. No, well, at least you didn't. What was that terrible um, Scientology one? The oh, Greece. <laughs> that Greece was nothing but this whole a recruitment edit. tool. That's right. Uh, I almost said sociology. Yeah. It's not sociology. It's Scientology. Yeah. So it's a, it's all a metaphor for getting your Thetan levels to the next. I'm nothing but Thetan, mate. <laughs> if if you, if you try to eradicate all my Thetans, there's nothing left. <laughs> uh, so yeah, follow uh, us on Twitter. Bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. Yes. Uh, I'm at Prod Tally. Who cares what Rob is? And <laughs> <laughs> thanks. I appreciate that. No, 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 not at all. <clears throat> We do have an official Twitter cha- uh, account. It's still there. For a, I, Rob for a might be giving me the keys to that one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what it's going to be? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tweet hardcore pornography. Can you do that on Twitter? Is, it like, can, is that a thing I, you can do? I, Twitter seems to allow pretty much anything. Okay. Um, I, don't, I, don't come a, so... I, I don't come across a lot of that on my particular feed. Yeah, well, that's what you, you don't know where to look. <laughs> no, I really um, don't. Yeah, no, there's the Twitter's pr- well known for its anything goes sort of policy to the point where, like, you know, they won't even like cancel the accounts of people that spend all day abusing and threatening people. Um, right, anything goes. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> go nuts, everyone. That's what I'm basically saying. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, also check out the sister show in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still doing stuff. Yeah, and you can find their stuff at gamelifebalance.us. Yeah. Uh, where they do all sorts of fun things. They like, were talking about ga- uh, board games the other day and had mm-hmm. a very interesting discussion about that. So, yeah. I, was, I, I, always, I always watch the YouTube version mm. because it's, like, completely unedited. Yes. And it's just basically, like, every time there's a pause... Uncle Stabo just basically insults Cody. <laughs> so it's, it's like that's their go-to for dead air. Rather than dead air, it's just stuff. Uh, <laughs> just, just, just uh, John just has a, a dig at Cody. Character assassination. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Well, one day we should talk about board games because we like board games. We do like we? board so games. You yeah. have a whole cupboard full of board games. I do. I do like. I do like board games, but yeah. uh, it's so difficult to play them with with anyone now because yeah, you need we have time. A kid. Yeah, yeah, you need time and uh, people to look after the kids. Basically, so. <laughs> we, we have a kid. Me and my wife have a kid. Not Rob and I have a kid. We have separate kids. We, have, we did not have a kid well, together. This show is kind of our kid, <laughs> and I'm the mummy. <laughs> 
That must have been one very difficult birth. Yeah, it's a, yes. I, I did get Nebadural, so. <laughs> Which is why. Which is why. They. Don't they, even think. Just think about what that a, might have been. C section. <laughs> and, and they just kind of reach in there and grab a laptop and a microphone out of yeah, you. That's right. It, just came, it, it came fully formed out of me like Aphrodite from Zeus's forehead. Wait, that was Athena. I'm terribly sorry. All my all, all the uh, all the Greek mythology buffs listening to this right now are just disgusted. There's a lot clearly, of it was Athena that came out of Zeus's head. You idiot! <laughs> and they never listen again. And you know what? I say they're probably right. Uh, and with that, uh, we'll see you next time for more fun antics. <laughs> hey, Rob. <sighs> I have a question. What? Whose forehead did I come out of? I don't know.